0: Hi there, everybody. This episode of the Golf Guide podcast is proudly presented by GolfGuide.net. Now, if you are unfamiliar with GolfGuide.net, it is, in fact, a website on the internets uh, where you can go and find discounted rounds of golf to golf courses all across Northern California. It's also a great place to learn more about different golf courses across the West Coast. You can search for golf courses by things like difficulty, architect, course style. You You want to find all the links courses on the West Coast? Hey, easy way to do that, go to golfguide.net, click on the course directory, and figure it out. Um, We also have a place where you can sign up for events. I'm going to be going to Gamble Sands in October and Bannon Dunes in December, and you are invited. Go to golfguide.net, click on the events tab at the top of the webpage, learn more, sign up, and I will see you there. Um, Yeah, golfguide.net. It's just a really great uh, great little internet golf resource. I mean what what else can I say? Check it out if you haven't done so already. Golfguide.net and without further ado, let's get to the show everybody. <laughs> Shaking everybody, I am your host Kyle Serlo, welcome back to another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. It is a pleasure to be with you. Uh, I am broadcasting from the comfy confines of my apartment in Seoul, South Korea, where I will be spending the next couple of weeks uh, on vacation with my wife and a couple friends, but uh, fear not, golf fans, I, I am still dialed in, uh, following the LMA Mae Classic back home. Zach Blair, at this very moment, is still on the cusp. Uh, of winning on the KFC Tour, so I will keep you guys updated. That will either be happening or not happening during this broadcast, so you will be getting a, a quasi-live look to see if Zach Blair um, can make up for a, a less-than-stellar showing uh, at, at the U.S. Open and redeem himself by winning a golf tournament in Northern California um, just a month later. So that would be, or I guess, two months later, but anyway, very cool stuff. Uh, a lot of great golf uh, on the professional level to discuss this week. Um, and then a couple other things I wanted to bring up. It's, you know, I think these podcasts while I'm over here probably aren't going to be that long. I'm going to try to do my best to connect with uh, my friend Jess Stimack, um for an episode or two while I'm here. Whether or not we'll be able to do so because of the 16-hour time difference is, um, you know, we we will see if it works. But uh, I'm going to have to text Jesper and uh, see if we can get on the same page to get him back on here because there's just a lot of stuff going on. I mean, aside from all the professional tournaments that took place this past weekend, we are now about to enter the playoff push. Um, in just a few days, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup playoffs are going to begin, um, and guys like Tiger Woods are going to be starting. You know, are going to be in the field, and despite not being major championships, and I think any self-respecting golf fan uh, wouldn't be able to look any other one in the eye and tell them these matter as much or are as exciting as. Uh, the major championships that we've you know become accustomed to watching every month uh, this year. But I still think it's going to be some really compelling golf um, and will definitely be a lot of fun to watch. So we're really looking forward to uh, keeping our eyes on that and talking about that with uh, whichever guests we get a chance to uh, bring in and talk to in the next couple of weeks. But um, we don't need to go to the future yet. We've we got plenty of good golf in this past weekend to talk about. So I'm going to jump right into it. So obviously this past weekend was the Wyndham Championship. Um, J.T. Poston. God, I am such a fucking terrible host. I'm wondering if that's even how you'd really uh, say his name, JT Poston. Um, anyway, JT wins the Wyndham Championship after a final round seven or 62, <laughs> eight under par, 62, um, to best uh Byungyung An and Webb Simpson. Uh, a bogey free tournament for JT. That that in itself is actually pretty incredible. You don't really see. I mean, despite how Unbelievably good at golf, all these guys are. You hardly ever see a player go through an entire 72 hole tournament without a single bogey. Um, but that is exactly what JT did. Um was, you know, and crazy. It's crazy that even with no bogeys, he still barely squeaked this thing out. One shot over Webb Simpson, two shots over byung young on. Uh, even though on had a chance to win, um, coming down the stretch, you know, he, after JT had birdied 15, two groups in front of him, uh, you know, on went ahead and bogeyed 15, and then he put himself in trouble off the tee on 18, but kind of got lucky, was able to basically get a free drop from a scoreboard, and gave himself like a 58 footer for birdie to tie and push to a playoff, and ultimately was not able to convert and actually dropped a shot, and made bogey on 18, and that allowed Webb Simpsons to leapfrog him to take solo second. Uh, and, you know, that only cost, uh, you know, on, you know, a casual, you know, quarter million dollars. No big deal. <laughs> so um, certainly a little, a little disappointing for him. Um, a little side note, you know, rookie Victor Hovland uh, comes in fourth, solo fourth at 19 under par, just three off the lead. So he is not going to be able to secure, you know, his tour card for next year in the same way that Matt Wolf and Colin Morikawa have with wins. But Victor Hovland certainly appears to be damn, damn good um and he should be just fine I, I can't imagine he's gonna have any trouble finding sponsors exemptions and uh qualifying you know naturally for plenty of pga tournaments uh in the next year so that that is a name and a guy that i'm really really looking forward to seeing uh out on the tour a lot more R- really really fun to walk victor hovland now aside from being um the final event of the pga tour regular season um there was actually a lot more on the line for, for the serious hardcore golf fans um This was a big tournament because this was basically the cutoff. The top 125 guys in the world, um, or or at least from the PGA Tour, they're going to keep their card for next year, and the guys that find themselves outside of that 125, they're going to be relegated back to the KFC Tour, or they're going to be going to play in the KFC Championship to see if they can't qualify there to get their tour card for next season. So, um, And there were some big, big names um, that missed out and that are now kind of on the outside looking in and are going to be trying to find a way to desperately make it back um, to the big tournament, um, I think, you know, Martin Keimer is one of them. You know, multiplying major champion uh, at one time, world number one. Another world, former world number one, Luke Donald, is on the outside looking in. Um, Bo Hosler, who still this is a very, very, very accomplished and very talented player. Um, he, he came on most people's radars when he was briefly leading the 2012 U.S. Open at the Olympic Club and then also had a chance to win at the Houston Open a few years ago but lost to Ian Poulter in a playoff. Um, The great Hunter Mahan, um, former Cowboy, he is not uh, inside that top 125, so he's on the outside looking in. Um, So it's just really interesting. I'm curious to see what these guys are going to do here in the next couple of months to see if they can find their way back onto the PGA Tour where they can start playing in as many events as they would like. Um, So that is certainly something to keep an eye on. Um, Despite gaining over five strokes on the field on the putting greens on Thursday of the Wyndham Championship, uh, Jordan Spieth... Continues to flummox and confuse all of us. Uh, I, I don't know exactly how he's going to do this. He missed the secondary cut uh, this weekend after firing a 77, uh, which included one bogey and three double bogeys. <laughs> that that all that almost sounds like something that I would do. That that that, that is very very confusing. Uh, Jordan Spieth's golf game is right now. I don't know exactly how it's happening or what is happening, but hopefully. Uh, Jordan can figure it out because that's the other thing. Is like, I, I feel like sometimes I bash on Jordan Spieth a little too much, and some people, you know, have, have asked me, "Do I not like Jordan Spieth?" And I say, absolutely not. I, I actually love Jordan Spieth. I love his game. I love how he's, you know, especially in that 2015 season, how he was so dominant and so excellent without being, you know, powerfully long. You know, he he was kind of the guy that was like, "Listen, I'm not the guy that's going to hit it 305 and high in the air, but the rest of my game is so solid I can hit every shot in the book." That's how I'm going to beat you, and I loved watching that. And I've got my fingers crossed that he somehow finds it again. I, I really do. I, I, I have no explanation as to what's going on with his golf swing, but uh, I hope he gets it figured out because if he could come through and you know figure things out and then have 2020 be a great, I, I just hope 2020 is a good golf season for Jordan Spieth. That's basically what I'm trying to say in a very long-winded way. So um, that that's pretty much it for the guys on the big professional tour. The only other um, Oh, look at that. Everybody, in real time, I get to report to you that at a for the final round of three under par, Zach Blair is your champion at the Ellie Mae Classic at TPC Stonebrae. Very, very hearty congratulations to Mr. Blair. Awesome, awesome stuff there. Um, the guy who is the founder of probably the most famous non-existent golf course in America, the Buck Club, um, has found a way to remove his mind and his focus away from his merchandising career and has really come out and has now won a tournament on the KFC Tour, specifically the one here in our backyard uh, at TPC Stonebrae in the East Bay in Hayward, California. So very, very hearty congratulations to Zach Blair. Well done, well deserved. Um, Hopefully this means, hopefully this rolls and, and it becomes, leads to more good things for Zach Blair because by all accounts, it seems to be a good guy um and it has a great golf swing really really like zach blair's golf swing but anyway um let's go back the women had another major championship this past weekend Their second in as many weeks and i you ready for this there is a name that you may not have heard of because i certainly had not heard of it before Hinaka shibuno wins the aig women's british open which by the way i believe was her first professional tournament outside of japan and she goes and she wins the british open Unbelievable stuff there. Really, really cool. Um, granted, the golf course that the girls were playing uh, in the Women's British Open, I had never heard of. It wasn't really a traditional Lynx course at all. I Had I known better, I may not have even guessed that it was the British Open. So, uh, in that regard, is a little disappointing. But it certainly does not diminish the accomplishment of uh, Miss Shibuno. So, well done to her. Um, and then, yeah, so we got the, the LPGA covered. We got... The KFC tour covered. We got the PGA tour covered. All right, let's let's just get down to let's get down to the real brass tacks, the real reason that we are here today, and that is, of course, Thorbjorn Olsen, the Great Dane himself. Uh, now, unfortunately, this happened almost a week ago, so it's a it's a little disappointing. I was not able to share this with any of you guys further, but this is perhaps one of the most sensational stories to hit the golf world in a good long time. So I'm going to go straight to the article by Mr. Christopher powers on golf world. And I might just even just read the whole thing to you verbatim. Just, it, he just puts it so eloquently and just, it really highlights how exceptional, uh, this story is now. Also, before I continue, I now have my good friend, Kiel Meredith in studio, who has just returned to our lovely Korean apartment. Keel joined us on the podcast, uh, maybe about a month or two ago. And, uh, as I read the story, if Kiel has any comments, I'm going to pass the microphone over to him so he can ask. Because this is, we might even have just a small Q&A of sorts regarding Thorbjörn Olsen. So let's jump to it. Article begins. A 29-year-old man was arrested on Monday for sexually assaulting a sleeping woman and urinating in the aisle of a plane while drunk. Multiple, multiple reports out of London have identified the man as European rider Cupper Thorbjörn Olsen. Both the Independent and The Sun, say Olsen, 29 years old, was on a British Airways flight from Memphis to London, having just competed in the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational at TPC Southwind. Both news outlets reported that the five-time European tour winner allegedly molested a woman while she was asleep in first class, then became involved in an argument with other passengers on the flight, causing fellow European tour pro Ian Poulter, who was also on the flight, to intervene. Olsen has not yet commented on the accusations, and emails to his agent, Rory Flanagan, at Hambrick Sports were not returned. The Sun reported that it spoke to Poulter's agent, Paul Dunkley, who said the Englishman went to sleep after attempting to play peacemaker with Olsen and the passengers he had become verbally abusive towards. While Poulter was sleeping, the Dane continued to be a disruption on the flight. He, Olsen, started abusing some of the passengers and crew and then made a pass at one of the female passengers before taking a leak in the aisle, end quote, an eyewitness told The Sun, which first reported the incident. <laughs> Another quote. This one's great. It was shocking behavior. You would expect it maybe on a budget airline, but not in first class on British Airlines. End quote. Wow. Okay, no, let's, let's just keep going. The papers say Olson was also verbally abusive towards the cabin crew as they attempted to defuse the situation. Reports said that the police were waiting for Olson at the flight's arrival gate, where they eventually arrested him and took him in for questioning. They later confirmed that he was arrested on suspicion of sexual assault, being drunk on board an aircraft, and failing to comply with the orders of cabin crew. After being taken into custody, he was released under investigation. A British Airways spokesperson said, quote, "...our customers and crews deserve to enjoy their flights and not to suffer from any form of abuse." This sort of behavior will not be tolerated, and the appropriate action will always be taken. Asked to respond to the reports on Olsen, the European tour told Golf Digest, quote, this is an active police matter, and therefore, we have no comment, end quote. Wow. Wow. I mean, basically, after having just heard all this the first time, I am curious to see what Mr. Meredith has to say regarding Thorburn Olsen's return flight from the WGC FedEx St. Jude Classic.
1: Well, first of all, this is a <laughs> amazing story, <laughs> and a, a, a very well written article too. Like, I for someone that doesn't, I'm not obviously like as as informed as you are in the golf world. But if I knew that these were the kinds of things that were happening outside of like you know, the tournaments and on the courses, I mean, I would be well more like apt to.
0: It would be a lot more compelling. Yeah. It, it almost would be a, even somehow more interesting. I think the casual sports fan would certainly maybe pay a little closer to attention. But I mean, here's the thing: I I don't want to make it like too fun because if you really like, you really did sexually like assault a woman. That's obviously terrible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, it,
1: yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah no, I apologize. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't mean that. I agree. It's <laughs> a hilarious story. Right. Right. I don't. I, I more mean like I had no idea this stuff was even happening. Like, like for, for like tour players. Like, it's actually insane. It's insane.
0: How great is that quote? I would expect this on a budget airline, but in first class, I'm, be- I'm going to tell you what, of all the budget airlines that I've been on, and I've been on many, and I've been on some in some janky places in the world, I have yet to see someone piss in the aisle of an aircraft. That is kind of, a, that's kind of outstanding.
1: And despite all this, like on an airplane where you know there's eyewitnesses, I, I still love the quote in there also. He's just like, and he's only been accused so far. Yeah. Like, like, of course the guy did it. Like, of course he did it. Like,
0: Oh, Jesus. I it, Another thing that's odd is that this is the Great Dane. I mean, people from Denmark, by and large, are lovely, lovely, nice people. Now, granted, do they love to get drunk? Yes. But, I mean, again, what culture doesn't? I mean, <laughs> outside of the Middle East, what culture doesn't like to you know, partake a little bit? But, man, that is great. The the part, but until I read this article, I did not know that Ian Poulter jumped in and intervened. of His fellow European writer Cupper, who just happened to be on the same flight, had to step in and play peacemaker. That is wild. I, I am really looking forward to the first tournament where Ian Poulter is going to be there, and the and the press actually gets to ask him about this because I I honestly don't know what this means for thor Søln uh, in terms of his career, in terms of when we're going to see him on the professional tours next. I don't know if this means he would take somewhat of a hiatus from American golf and the PGA Tour. Maybe we'll stay on the European tour to try to avoid some of the blowback. I. I really don't know what it means uh, for his career, but when he does finally make an appearance in public again, I would expect that he's not going to be saying a whole lot. I think he'll probably be staying pretty mum. I mean, he justifiably is going to be pretty fucking embarrassed about all this, but Ian Poulter is not one to mince words, and when he is asked about this incident, I expect Ian Poulter to come come through with a little bit of fire. I, 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 I mean, not necessarily going to roast him and throw him under the bus, but... It, you know, I would expect him to divulge a few details, which I am very excited to learn about. I, I, I again, I'm not excited because this is kind of a tragic and like depressing story. Um,
1: you deny it. Like you think he's going to deny this?
0: If his lawyers are good enough. <laughs> I mean, it's like I, that's it's like I, I really, I really don't know. I, I'm just, I am very curious to see how this story, like, pans out. I don't know. You got any other thoughts?
1: No, nah, man. I mean, like I said, it's, it's shocking. I would not have expected this in the golf world, to be honest.
0: I also did not expect something like this in the golf world. Um, Yeah, so a little odd. Um, now, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, to switch gears here, um, Webb Simpson finished with a solo second uh, at this past weekend's Wyndham Championship, uh, leapfrogging frogging uh, byung on um, to take solo second, and... Therefore, you know, he's he feels like he's got a pretty good chance to make this year's Presidents Cup team. He has voiced publicly how much it would mean to him to make it to um, you know, playing these team competitions. Granted, he's made it to three combined Presidents and Ryder Cups before in his career. Unfortunately, he is 4 uh, all of them. Um, has not been on a winning a winning team yet. Um, but he, you know, he's had a, very, a great last couple of years. Has been playing great golf in 2018 and 2019. But Golf Digest I think is reaching here as when I was on Golf Digest getting ready to you know, prepare my notes for this podcast, uh, I think the article was Tiger Woods Savages. No, no. I, I, I got to read this again. It's, it's just so bad. The headline was Tiger Woods has savage response to Webb Simpson, who thought he should have jumped higher in the President's Cup standings. That would have led me to believe that Tiger Woods insulted Webb Simpson's wife and maybe just did something heinous. And was like basically just called him like a little bitch, um, but upon learning a little bit more, Webb Simpson called up Tiger Woods to see if he had moved up the standings, and Tiger Woods said, "No, you need to play better." It, is that a savage response? Is is Golf Digest clickbaiting all of us? Is would you consider that savage, Mr. Meredith?
1: Hang on, I need to kind of understand again. So Tiger Woods just told Webb Simpson.
0: So, basically, Tiger Woods is the captain of the President's Cup this year, which is a competition between the best players in the United States and the best players for the rest of the world, not including Europe. Right. All right? And so, as the captain, Tiger Woods gets to select a couple of players um, that don't automatically qualify as his captain's picks. Webb Simpson has been playing phenomenal golf the last two years and thought with his uh, with his great play, especially the Wyndham Championship um, this weekend, but I think this may have taken place last week, but he's been playing really well. Um, and he called up Tiger Woods and said, Hey man, I play well. Like where, where do you see me? Do you, do you think I'm in the mix? And Tiger, Woods said, no, I, I need you to play better. And golf. Digest took that to write an article saying Tiger Woods has savage response to Webb Simpson. I don't think I can trust a golf digest headline ever again. Do, do I, am I justified in doing so?
1: Oh yeah. That's that's clickbait. 100%. If, that's, if that's savage, then I've seen some pretty horrible things. <laughs>
0: like, but, uh, yeah. Now granted this, uh, this article is uh, marked as July 31st, which means this was happening before the Wyndham Championship. So maybe Webb Simpson's solo second-place finish at the Wyndham Championship will, in fact, be the little nudge that Tiger Woods needed to see um, to make it happen. But we will monitor this, not closely, because, again, I, I don't think I'm going to be trusting any headline on Golf Digest going forward. I was I was a little desperate, guys. I mean, you're you're better than that.
1: I'm just curious what your opinion on, you know, is. you think he's valid for the
0: I think so. I think Webb Simpson has been playing well enough to definitely deserve it. Especially, he seems like he cares more about these team competitions than a lot of other guys. And so, for that reason alone, I'd like to see him participate because when it means a lot to the players, it it really comes through and it 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 makes it more compelling to watch when you see how much these guys care. And Webb Simpson obviously does care. Um, So yeah, I would like to see him. And again, he's playing great golf. So for that reason alone, it'd be good. Uh, I think he'd be good for the Americans. Um, And other than that. Ladies and gentlemen, I I don't really have a whole lot else for you. Uh, Golf Digest wrote another clickbait shitty article that I was going to share with you. It's how to be a guest at a private club and it had ten huge tips on how to be a good guest at a private club. Um, it's it's really easy. I, you don't need ten steps. Don't be a dickhead. Offer to pay and ask your fucking host before you show up if there's any rules you got to be you know be aware of. That's pretty much it. I <laughs> I don't know why I required a huge clickbaity slideshow article. Golf Digest. You're so much better than this. Get it, get it together. All right. On that note, I don't really have much else for you guys. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week filled with excellent golf. The FedEx Cup playoffs start this weekend. Those should be a ton of fun. One, Eldrick Tiger Woods will be participating. So, even on the across on the other side of the world, I will still be tuned in. So I expect that you guys will as well. Um, before we go, Keel, any uh, parting notes to share with our listeners?
1: Nope. Just appreciate it again.
0: God, I love having you in here. I'm excited for you to be back in the studio again next week. It's going to be very, very good. Um, oh, yes, I know. We, we are actually, our apartment in Seoul is quite literally across the street from a driving range uh, that may be a, a total of 75 yards long, um, but it is located on, like, the third floor, but has, like, a you know, netting that's probably 100 feet high. It's it, The golf scene here in Korea, ladies and gentlemen, is just really phenomenal. Just tons of screen golf. Tons of little, like, driver ranges that take up, you know, one city block but are basically just on top of a bunch of other buildings. It's it's, it's a wonderful scene out here. So I, I will be very excited to report back to you uh, what kind of golf activities I've been engaging in when I'm back on the podcast next week. But until then, have a wonderful week, everybody, and Adios.